What's up everyone, it's me Matt, back at you with a very special edition of the guidebook today. For those of you who don't know, and I didn't for a while before sitting down to record this, is that the day this podcast is due to be released is actually the culmination of hashtag bi-week 2020 and celebrate bisexuality day and bi-visibility day. So happy celebrate bisexuality day everyone. Uh, this podcast is one that I've been sitting on for quite some time. I wanted to make sure I did it well, and uh, I gave it the justice it deserved. So we're diving into the often talked about, highly debated topic of representation in media. More seriously, the representation of bisexuals in media. Looking at why it's important, the positives and negative instances of when it happens on mainly television. We'll get to film properly one day. I'm your guide on this journey. So let's talk about it. So to start out, I'm just going to put a few things out there. I'm a bisexual man. In high school, I had a girlfriend initially, and I was really young. I'm talking about the kind of girlfriend where the most taboo thing you do at that age is be seen holding each other's hand. Then, as most relationships do at that age, it came to an end, and seemingly, all of a sudden, and all at once, I ended, ha- and I ended up having these really intense feelings for my best friend at the time, who happened to be male. My initial gut reaction was, oh, that obviously means I'm gay, because honestly, at that age, bisexual just wasn't something that was in my vocabulary. I had plenty of exposures to the word gay. Like with school playgrounds across the country, gay was code for negative. That so gay was a staple. So for at least the first three years of being out to my peers, I was gay. And eventually I realised that I still liked women too. I found myself in a very bizarre situation where I was too scared to essentially come out for a second time. I say this because, from so far as I know, this is a semi-regular occurrence in the bisexual community, and we'll come back to this when we touch on some bisexual characters later on. I also say this to make the point that, as hard as I'm going to try, this episode won't be coming from a place of pure neutrality. I have a stake in this discussion. I want to see great representation for all LGBT plus people, and especially for bisexual people. Furthermore, I'll be giving a fair few examples in this discussion. This doesn't mean that I'll mention every single instance of bisexual representation in media, no. Does this mean that I might have missed some good examples of bisexual representation in TV? Probably. Like with everything I would discuss in this podcast and over on the YouTube channel, I really love discussion, but constructive and respectful discussion. If you have something to say, say it down in the comments or over on my Facebook page, and please do so respectfully. And a quick credit to some other creators on YouTube that I have spent hours watching their content on this matter in preparation for this video. And long before, that is the Council of Geeks and Jesse Gender. They make some great stuff on this kind of topic and you should definitely check them out. With that in mind, let's get down to the issue at hand. Bisexual representation in media and television, I think is bad, but it's showing signs of improving. Why is it important, though? Art is principally supposed to be able to show ourselves back at us. We're supposed to be able to look at art and see ourselves in it. And for me, when I don't see a bisexual person in a story, that tells me there's no place for me in this world. More damaging, perhaps, is when I look at superhero franchises, Marvel and the MCU mainly, in this world where they make quite explicitly clear that anyone can be a hero. 
for me to not see someone like me in that story, it's telling me that I have no place in it and that I can't be a hero. This is equally applicable point of fact for ethnically diverse characters in TV and cinema. Where is our place in this world if the art we're seeing doesn't reflect the people we are? We're alien. I think back to all those sleepless nights I had as a teenager worrying about my sexuality and I wish that child had characters in TV to look at and see that everything was going to be okay. 13-year-old Matt needed Sarah Lance or John Constantine. Art helps us make sense of ourselves and the world around us and we don't tell these types of diverse and original stories then that's telling these marginalised groups that they should remain alien. Representation matters because representation tells us that we matter. Now, interestingly, in the LGBT of it all, at least in recent years, the B and the T are becoming the ones who are increasingly invisible. And I say that not wanting to create an us versus them situation within the LGBT community, because they do that enough themselves. On so many occasions, a fellow member of the community has told me that I'm too straight acting to be a part of LGBT discussions. And that is the reality for many people who are bisexual. We're too gay to be part of regular society and we're too straight enough to be part of the LGBT community. And before we get into talking the specifics of any one character or TV show, this does bring me on to the first issue. Society is hardwired to be binary. And before people jump to their keyboards to get angry with me about using the word binary, let me explain. The world, as most people know it, is distinctly one thing or the other. It's learnt behaviour from as early as you can remember that you are either right or left-handed. You, you, uh, your PC is either on or off. So where do bisexuals fit into this? I say this with a very clear example in mind, and this came up as recently as an episode of The Boys Season 2. Queen Maeve is discussing with the marketing people at Vought about coming out to the public. Although she's shown to be clearly and explicitly bisexual, the marketing execs wish to make her a, pl a proud lesbian. Because, and I quote, I just feel like lesbian is a bit of an easier sell, a bit more cut and dry. Now this isn't a knock on the boys at all. The storyline with Maeve is actually a really important one. The boys is principally satire and is poking fun at the fact that society and media does seem to view representation through one lens or the other. You're either gay or straight and bisexual people are beginning to seem like they're just getting left behind. Take, for instance, the film Call Me By Your Name. The main characters of Oliver and Elio are both shown to have very fulfilling relationships with members of either sex. Uh, and yet the movie is principally marketed as a gay love story. Now, that seems like a very misdemeanor uh, to, to describe it as such, seen as they both do have those fulfilling relationships with either sex. Marketing people seem to think that if it is neither one thing nor the other, they can't market the in-between. Next up, we have some pretty interesting differences between bisexual women and bisexual men in TV. Bisexual women, and also applicable to lesbian women, are somewhat more so natural in these stories, unfortunately, because of the male gaze. The, the idea of a woman dating a woman is permissible to men because of the sexual gratification and wish fulfillment that they may get from the situation. This is a really damaging idea for society to let continue because it peddles the belief that LGBT people, it's all about sex. 
You can't separate sexual desires from emotional desires. It boils down love for someone of the same gender to effectively a kink. Bisexual people, as all people, experience love separate from sex. Principally, one of the biggest issues that plagues not only the bisexual characters on TV, but all LGBT characters is the infamous burial gaze trope. This is where LGBT characters are presented in the narrative. Their stories are being told, but they are principally ones of misery that on so many occasions, unfortunately, ends in that person's death. Let's go a bit wider here for some examples. Think of Kurt and Kowarski in season two and three of Glee. Two gay characters with Kowarski bullying the other relentlessly. And it ends in Kowarski threatening to kill Kurt. Move on to season three and that situation is reversed. And ends in Kowarski's, thankfully unsuccessful, suicide. Again in The Hundred, Lexa and Clark. There is so much tension and struggle constantly for both of these characters before they finally consummate their love. And immediately after, Lexa dies for seemingly very little reason whatsoever, apart from to give Clark some kind of extra baggage. Now, I'm not making a case for there to be no stories of suffering or heartache in the bisexual or LGBT characters we see. We suffer quite unique stories. Everyone suffers. But there's a heavy lean towards burying your gaze. There's a heavy lean towards making these kind of characters suffer that they need to suffer in narratives and that we can't live happy and fulfilling lives. I remember watching Kurt being bullied in season two of Glee and thinking, that sounds like a horrible way to live. I hope I'm not gay. And then it dawned on me that I might be. These stories of burying your gaze that I was shown so much growing up installed such a fear in myself that I would suffer the same fate, that I tried to repress those feelings for far too long. All LGBT characters, including bisexuals, live happy, long lives. And those stories deserve to just as much telling as the lives of happy straight people. Although this time with the added benefit of giving people like me the hope that life won't be all misery and sadness. For the only instance of a movie that I'll turn to in this podcast is Thor Ragnarok. Kevin Feige and others have previously stated that the character of Valkyrie, played by Tessa Thompson, is bisexual. And yet where the hell does this show up, or is said in the film Thor Ragnarok, or hell even Endgame? Valkyrie was in Endgame. Time and time again with all members of the LGBT community, that could be Valkyrie, Dumbledore, or any other characters like that, execs tell us their sexuality before the movie is out to garner some kind of appreciation and then never explicitly show it. As the Council of Geeks said many times before, that doesn't deserve our respect, that's just putting us back in the closet. Showing us in actions or just shut up. I'd rather you say nothing in those instances. That's not representation and you don't earn any of the, the appreciation that you're trying to get from these minority people. But thankfully, it's not all that bad. So let's move on and talk about some of the good bisexual characters out there. First off, there's Captain Jack Harkness of Doctor Who and Torchwood. 
More so in the latter, he's been shown to have healthy, loving relationships with both male and female characters. However, with the caveat that in season one of Doctor Who, it's unfortunately treated on many occasions as the butt of the joke. So many species, so little time speech from the Ninth Doctor is something that I feel hasn't aged well. I felt that that moment was Doctor Who basically saying, it's okay to be bisexual, but in the future, that's the future problem. Moving on, you've, unfortunately, speaking of Torchwood, you've got Nyanto Jones on the other hand, which falls firmly into the barrier gaze trope. And I hate that with a passion. Uh, thank God Jack Harkness is immortal, so he literally can't be buried. Then we have Rosa Diaz in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Rosa's fantastic because, because her story is A, a very good example of someone coming out in later life, having dated men exclusively in the past. And I felt that was quite similar to my own experiences, as I talked about at the beginning of this podcast. The story of a Latina woman coming out and see. Uh, it shows the misery, but also the joy in equal measure. Her parents were less so appreciating. Uh, but the episode ends with Rosa happy and with her chosen family of the people that she works with at the 9-9. Every, when someone takes that decision to come out, the world's a little more brighter because of it. Yes, Raymond Holt, I love you. And finally, that brings us to the world of the wonderful, crazy, and always unappreciated DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Now, this is a show that a lot of people have slept on, even if they are Arrowverse fans. Season 1 was admittedly an average-to-bad show, but ever since it's got better and better and is probably my favourite show, period, not only in the Arrowverse, but in all of television. For many reasons... Principally that it showed me that family is chosen. You don't have to be linked to blood. And that anyone can be a hero. Even history's worst screw-ups, villains, and yes, bisexuals. Here we have two of them. Sarah Lance and John Constantine. Neither have ever said the word bisexual explicitly in the show, as far as I can recall. But they've slept not only with each other but they've had relationships with other characters too, including Desmond, Ava, and Zari. John's not into all of that love crap. That's his character. But he has fallen for people who are both male and female, and it's explicitly been shown this. Sarah said in Crisis on Earth X crossover that she likes men and women. They may not have told us, but by God have they showed us on multiple occasions that they are bisexual people who can experience their own stories and have fulfilling relationships with both genders. Legends of Tomorrow shows me consistently that there's a place for me in these superhero stories. There are these relatable characters for me in this broken family and Wave Rider crew that tell me that anyone can be a hero. Representation is important. Representation of who you are can make you feel like you belong in this weird, crazy world that we're living in. Everyone deserves to feel like they belong. That their lives have value and that everything will be okay. So there we have it. Happy Bi-Visibility Day, everyone. And make sure that bisexuals remain visible. 
So what do you think about bisexual characters in TV? What other stereotypes plague these portrayals? Let's talk about it. I'm Matt, I've been your guide, and I'll talk to you all soon. Thank you.